0: to the Purple Podcast. I'm Serge Clivio.
1: And I'm Alia Hodge.
0: And thank you for spending your Labor Day with us. Happy Labor Day. Um, Today we are going to talk about the Scooter Braun drama, Songs of the Summer, the 10th anniversary of Ariana Grande's debut album, and much, much more. We have a Packed agenda for this Labor Day.
1: Uh-huh. super episode, Hanny.
0: Yes, it is packed to the brim. So thanks <laughs> for joining us. Um, as you know, we like to donate every week uh, and raise awareness for a cause that we feel is important. So this week, we would love to donate to the folks on the island of Maui in Hawaii. Obviously, terribly destructive wildfires and fires in general there so we're sending them all our best you can donate to the maui fire disaster relief there is a link in the episode description so let's start with scooter Braun. this is crazy (laughs)
1: This is kind of crazy. I love the first bullet point that you wrote is, it's bad news, baby. It's bad news. Well, Something bad has happened here. <laughs> yeah,
0: Our outlines are progressively each week getting a little crazier, but I know. It, is, it is bad news.
1: It is definitely bad news. So if you guys don't know who Scooter Braun is, he is definitely one of the more infamous uh, music managers i would say working today um he has definitely been in the public eye for the past few years definitely considered a villain um in the public eye uh after his acquisition of big machine labels which means that he owned the masters of taylor swift songs and he was not giving her like favorable buying options to buy her masters back so that is why taylor swift is re-recording and re-releasing her first six albums, which obviously like she's slaying at the moment and like it's doing really well. So it's definitely like a big fuck you to Scooter Braun.
0: And I think it's important to note that he, um he has never been like not in some sort of drama since he started, like him yes. being a manager. He, I feel like he's one of, of the present day, like the manager that there's always drama about. He's yes. always around, but With that, he still represents the, or he, well, did, we'll (laughs) talk about this, but represents the biggest stars of our time like of the current era like he really really is the highest level of like pop artist management so this is why this is crazy but not surprising
1: it's not surprising because he's always in some sort of drama but i just think that the, the way that this is all played out has been very bizarre so if you guys didn't know over the past few weeks um it's being released that all of his big clients are leaving him um it's been kind of slowly trickling out being like this artist is leaving and looking for new management, this artist. So we're just going to go through and talk about some of the biggest artists that are leaving Scooter Braun. First and foremost, the first person to break this news and which we talked about on a previous podcast, but Justin Bieber, who Scooter Braun discovered at the age of 13 on YouTube. That Um, was
0: probably Scooter Braun's claim to fame. Actually, like that actually got him to where he is now because of, because of Justin.
1: Exactly. So he, he found Justin all those years ago and they've been together ever since. Um, and a few weeks ago, it was released that Justin is currently looking for new management and him and Scooter Braun haven't spoken in weeks. Um, it has since come out that Justin has hired a lawyer to help him get out of his contract with Scooter Braun since he is still under contract with him until 2027.
0: Yeah. This one isn't looking great for Justin Bieber. I, I hope he can get out of it. I, the reason why I said he, like, it's bad news, baby. Something bad is happening is because for all of these artists, which we'll get to to drop out, there has to be grounds to get out of a contract in some way. And if Justin's hiring a lawyer as well as some other people, There has to be an event. You can't just up and leave during a contract for no reason. So there has to be an event that has like specific evidence where if they brought in lawyers and went to court or have a settlement, like there does need to be concrete evidence of something Mm -hmm. actually happening. So, I mean, 2027 is a while away. So the fact that Justin's bringing in a lawyer and spending the money and time to get out of this must mean he feels pretty confident that he can.
1: Mhm. And I like was reading reports that like he was really unhappy with like his touring situation that ended up not happening due to his medical um issues. And I've
0: kind of heard as well. I was I was reading a few articles. Supposedly in general in the past few years regardless of what this event is that everyone's leaving him, Scooter Braun has seemed disconnected in general a bit to his artists. So, yes. I agree like I think that there's more than just Scooter Braun did something but clearly now everyone's at their wits end because mm-hmm. of uh, something. I, again, we still don't it's crazy that it's taking this long to break cuz now we're 3 weeks into it almost.
1: Yeah, it's very weird that we still don't know exactly what's happening. Um but you bringing up like him being disconnected from his artist leads me to my next artist Who's leaving Scooter Braun? Ariana Grande, um, our pop princess. She is leaving Scooter Braun, who she has fired and rehired several times over the last few years. A
0: tumultuous relationship Uh
1: already. But allegedly, she asked Braun to fly to London to help her during the whole Ethan Slater dating scandal, and he refused. Um, So (laughs) that's not good. Again, uh, adding to the reports that he has not been there for his clients when they need him most, like when you're managing a star on these levels, like you need to be on their beck and call, and, and like this could if have you're not, a then, nightmare, like, right? Yeah, exactly, uh, and if I don't you're not there why. for them during stuff like this, like. In
0: weird ways, if Scooter Braun was doing his job, it shouldn't have really broke, honestly, like it did. Exactly. So I'm sure she was pissed.
1: Exactly. So according to Variety, um, she has a model in mind similar to that of Taylor Swift and other major artists whereby management personnel are paid a healthy salary rather than a commission a structure many successful artists find more appealing as their revenue streams grow and diversify. So first of all, I think it's crazy that managers are paid on a commission. I mean, I guess that makes you said sense. It. Uh, sure. But like I when you're it... when you're managing like stars like Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande, you think that they would have a manager that's like just theirs and like paid a salary and like there for yeah, them 24-7. Like, you,
0: like you're on retainer. Like if I yeah. call you because I'm, I'm you know, news is broken that I'm dating Ethan Slater, which if that ever happens, someone shoot me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I would call you if you were my manager and expect you to pick up. And I agree that the whole commission, I mean, we know the music industry payment in general for artists, et cetera, is all so messed up. But I, I, I agree. I mean, it sounds like we should head in the direction of these kinds of artists should just. Pay their managers a retainer and the manager should should manage them because they're right. on a salary. Like mm-hmm. that's their job. So it's fair. I mean odd. I think Ariana's correct. I think everyone should do this. I, I don't understand. I agree. When I when I read this, when you put in the outline that I read it, I was like, this is a thing still, it seems right? bizarre.
1: Yeah, especially for somebody of her status. So
0: yeah, I mean it just like she has, I'm sure everyone else on a retainer, you know. Right,
1: exactly. So, yes, Ariana Grande definitely leaving Scooter Braun. Um, a few other artists that are l- allegedly leaving Scooter Braun, Demi Lovato, Um, don't really have much to say. Yeah, I mean. We love her. She's releasing a new album soon. Talk about Tumultuous
0: you know as well. Like, I think she could, I think it's probably good for her to get away from this.
1: I think so, too. Um, Carly Rae Jepsen.
0: Sure. We sure. love Carly Rae Jepsen. It's right. random. But, but honestly, <laughs> exactly. the next one. <laughs> is the, the next one random.
1: is the most random um Idina Menzel Adel Z. <laughs> uh, she uh,
0: the next bullet point is she was represented by him question mark so I sent this to Alia on Twitter and <laughs> Alia responded rightfully so it's a joke because everyone was tweeting about it do you remember that she was like right. it's a joke and then other people thought it was a joke but then more came out that he literally does manage Adina Menzel, which is fine.
1: Right. I mean, I guess. But it's weird. And it is very weird.
0: Especially if you've heard Adina's latest pop album project. It, it doesn't seem like something that Scooter Braun would be supportive of, <laughs> right? So or associated sure with. Or associated with. But anyway, I think the point is like everyone, anyone who's somewhat of a name that's tied to Scooter Braun is immediately dropping.
1: Mm -hmm. which is very interesting
0: i think also what's interesting is that scooter Braun's team is spinning this of course um Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but they're saying that it's for years now he's wanted to kind of take time away from the music scene he is over managing artists he's Like, being, he has too many, as in, he has too many artists in his portfolio. He's getting, you know, really, like, burned out. He wants to take time with his family. He has hype, which Ali is going to talk about. And that all makes sense, and it's a great spin, but unfortunately, they're too late, if you know what I'm saying. Like, they've been caught, obviously. I'm sure, maybe that's all true, Mm -hmm. but... He did something wrong. They're too late now. And I think no one believes that's why these artists are dropping because all at once. Yeah. And I mean, Scooter Braun is going to lose out on millions of dollars from these contracts that they're mm-hmm. all dropping. So there's no doubt in my mind. He's a businessman, first and foremost, and he's probably really uh, upset.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's why I
0: don't think we've heard from him. I'm sure his lawyers are like, just be quiet. We're going to figure out the contracts, get you paid and move on. Right. Um. But. For those of you who don't know, there is a. He's the CEO of Hybe, and is going to talk about this because this brings a very interesting layer to the story.
1: Yes. So, like Serge said, so many people are saying that he's just stepping away so he can focus on his other ventures. One of these ventures is Scooter Braun being the CEO of Hybe America. So, if you guys don't know what Hybe is, um how can i explain this so it does have to do with bts this is why i know so much about this so in 2013 when bts started they were part of a label called big hit labels part of big hit entertainment big hit entertainment has grown into now a multimedia multi-label conglomerate called hybe h-y-b-e um and um a few years ago Um, Hybe bought Ithaca Holdings for $1 billion. Now that's, that's Scooter Braun's company, um, where he manages all of these artists. So all of these artists like Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande have been under Hybe for the last two years. Right. So it
0: was for people just like in in the business terms, there was an acquisition Mm -hmm. when there's an acquisition, when there are Aside from Scooter Braun, the CEO, there are people under different uh, contracts with Scooter Braun now need to be brought over to Hybe because mm-hmm. they're owning them. So there's a lot of payouts that go with that. And it's it's a lot of intricacies with money who gets paid out. What if there's stock in the company?
1: Yeah. So like like in theory, you can buy shares okay. in, in Hybe. So yeah, like Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande got like multimillion dollar like payouts when this acquisition happened. And um. You know, I I know for myself and a lot of other BTS fans, um, armies, we were very concerned about Scooter Braun being a part of HYBE just because we don't, you know, like him because of all the stuff that happened with Taylor and just his general reputation. But luckily, like that is all separate, like BTS are on a separate label than like Ariana Grande and Justin, even though they're under the same like umbrella company, um, they will never really like interact. And luckily like Scooter Braun will never have any say in anything that BTS does artistically. Um, Thank God. So like, it was very interesting at the time because like, oh my God, like Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande are joining like this company that BTS has built. Like, so BTS has their own social media platform called Weverse and they were like, Justin Bieber is going to be on Weverse and like Ariana Grande is going to join Weverse. And that just really never came to fruition. And now like in hindsight, it makes a lot more sense that they are leaving Hive. They never really joined and did the things that they said was going to happen when this acquisition happened two years ago
0: right and i think it's mostly well i'm assuming here uh, like business-wise they don't really have a choice when there's an acquisition like i'm sure things were in their contract that if if they were acquired they have to there will be a payout and they have to move over for x amount of years to fulfill if their contract isn't rewritten but exactly right but yes i think you're right in saying like they probably actually didn't want any part of it. So Mm -hmm. they just went along with it until there was something that could be done.
1: Exactly. So it's very interesting. Um, I was reading up about this and apparently in June, um, Bloomberg reported that Hybe was seeking to raise about $380 million to fund more acquisitions in the U.S. and expand its business beyond K-pop. So people are, are... wondering if you know braun is having problems holding on to talent that that could stand in the way of you know this type of deal making and you know hybe's larger quest to diversify its holdings um it's all just very interesting i definitely feel like this is the more logical reason as to why like artists are stepping away from him because he wants to focus on being the ceo of hybe america and you know building that company and you know saying what he can do with with that but just the way that they all left and the way that it's gone down just leads me to think that something else is up
0: but yeah but you also make a good point and I hadn't really thought of this till you just said it so thank you but mm. it could just be they've been waiting for so long for the moment to say oh I think I could get out and right. I want to get out which it doesn't make it any better like if <laughs> they clearly don't seem to like this man and I think you know it's it's it gets so like twisted in the web of scooter brown is a brilliant businessman he's obviously mm-hmm. produced incredible artists and work mm-hmm. but to what end clearly unha- there were uh, there's a lot of unhappiness taylor wrote it in a song taylor's been speaking about it often mm-hmm. like i don't think he treats women well mm-hmm. it's clearly like all just coming to such a head and i think we probably will hear about it for the next few weeks and then he'll kind of just be erased from our minds which is kind of
1: crazy because yeah when you it's think a of, shift yeah in like the music industry for a sure huge
0: shift like the past 15 years of music mm-hmm. he kind of ran in yeah. a lot of ways it's mm-hmm. it's actually a really really big deal
1: it is a really big deal
0: but i think we'll see what happens um you know, we'll keep everyone updated if there's more news. I, I think at the end of the day, I love that I'm seeing artists speaking up, speaking out, taking control of their own mm-hmm. art and destiny and not putting up with people who want to slander them, take them down, or take credit for their work.
1: I agree. Yeah. It's really like good to see. And hopefully we just see that, you yes. know, more artists starting standing up for themselves.
0: I totally agree. Okay, more on music. It's a heavy music episode. Heavy
1: music episode today. Let's
0: go to our music corner. We want to discuss songs of the summer. Can you believe it's Labor Day? It's September. The summer's over.
1: I know, I know. (laughs) This is literally the last days of summer. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's been like a pretty good summer for music. It's been good, I'd say. I I agree.
0: But you know, when I was going through this list, I was like, oh, there are actually quite a bit of songs. They're just I feel like this was a random music it summer. It was random. Everything that came out was kind of random. I would say my personal choice, I don't know if you agree for the winner of the summer music is just the Barbie soundtrack in general. I agree.
1: I agree. The Barbie soundtrack is I think the biggest yeah. bit of like music that everyone latched onto this summer. Um we'll go through some of our picks I think. Obviously, Dance the Night by Dua Peep. Dua Lipa. <laughs> Do Lipa I feel like leap. that's like the song from the Barbie soundtrack. it's that song fun. it's a vibe. Peep, we love you
0: we love you do love and frankly i'm not sure how it didn't chart higher but we can get into that at the end of the right. year when we look at charts i think the, these charts are crazy and the billboard right now it's the very charts bizarre are kind
1: of weird but um, it's still charting no it
0: definitely is charting and it's in the top 10 but i'm like this could have been a number one hit for her this is a great song
1: i agree it's weird that it's not number one for sure
0: it's a great song we also have what was i made for by Billie eilish you know Billie eilish always puts out great work it's a good song Mm -hmm. Continues to be, like, in her canon of, like, the moody, pop, indie kind of old-fashioned emotional emotional work. She always really does well. Barbie World by Nicki Minaj, Ice Spice and Aqua. I mean, just a really fun collaboration that also charted. Quite yeah, well. that
1: also charted. I think it might still be. I think charted. it might still I'm not sure, be. Yeah, but yeah, fun. Obviously, Aqua like iconic. Uh,
0: so iconic. Right and to bring Nicki back, it's really fun as well. Mm-hmm. And we know Ice Spice on the rise, so it's just like a great conglomerate of artists, like yeah. doing their each their thing. They're all so like kooky in their own way, and mm-hmm. it's kind of really fun.
1: And then, of course, I Ali's, had to put this
0: in. his favorite song of all time.
1: <laughs> I'm Just Ken by Ryan Gosling. <laughs> this will be nominated for an Oscar. I'm telling you now, it will be nominated for an Oscar. He will perform it on the Oscars. It will be iconic. I'm just saying.
0: I hope so. I, I don't see why not.
1: I mean, best original song. It's
0: It's a great song because... And also, not only is the song so campy, but mm. it makes so much sense in the film, actually. like Yes,
1: it's well integrated.
0: Yes, the integration's great. I, I think people are, like, you know, sleeping on this. Although this also charted, actually. So I think it did it have quite a good fan base. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: who knows? Who knows what will happen? But shout out to Mark Ronson for making a great soundtrack. We'll see or at real. the Grammys, we'll see at the Oscars. Like, this is we a really soundtrack will. that will live on for quite some time for popular I think so music. As well.
1: I think so as well.
0: Another song of the summer, it, Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift. Now, let me just tell you, I personally love this song, actually. But How this song was released in 2019.
1: That's crazy. How does the song go? Um, All of your songs kind of sound like Yeah, <laughs> we'll play it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: There it is. Um, uh, <laughs> but how, who allowed this not to be rude, but like not only, so a song can chart at any time, you know, we could start <laughs> listening to, and obviously Taylor Swift's having a great moment, um, Moment, but it was actually released as a single, like by the label and by her PR, like it was actually packaged oh. as a new single, even though it's from 2019. I haven't seen something like this for quite some time. And it's honestly bizarre but sure. Again, yeah. Taylor Swift is doing things that
1: are wild it's, these days. It's wild. It's, it's things... like the did you see that she like is like going putting her um concert out on on movies. <laughs> in in movie theaters. <laughs> AMC, and it's like the, 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 the pre sales are like yes! like a Marvel movie, like higher than like Avengers Endgame and shit.
0: Why isn't this just being released on Netflix or H or Max? Like I don't know. For a concert.
1: I mean, I think, it, I'm sure it eventually will be really But can I tell
0: you, this is why I didn't really even try to pay the money for the concert, aside from other things. Like, I was like, I'm just going to see it. Th- there's no way she's not filming this and making it a whole thing, but right. yeah, I'll she... watch
1: it whenever it's available. Of course, available, we I'm should. not going to go to a movie theater. Uh,
0: no, 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 no. With, uh, yeah. Not
1: with the Swifties. No,
0: no. It's 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 a scary place, I would yeah. say. But like, again, good for Taylor. She's not only charting from songs from her latest album, but songs from 2019. This, this is a song off of her album, Lover wild um fast car by luke combs it's a cover actually um I love
1: this one
0: you know it's actually a great song i really think luke combs is talented i think he's one of those country artists who deserves to be on the charts he is charting very very high in the top 5 week after week great song i recommend it if you're a country fan it's just um good country music that is well written
1: <laughs> yeah baby <laughs> Um, Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo, a song that I actually love.
0: Me too. I was, you know, if I may though about the song, it almost goes too many places.
1: I get that. Do you know what I'm
0: saying? However, I think it's a great song. And I think Olivia does what Olivia does so well. She's so clearly defined herself in just Mm -hmm. these the first album and now what's coming next. I think next week. Next week, yes. We'll talk about it for sure. Good for her. Yeah. So you like you stream it.
1: I, oh. I don't stream it necessarily. I, I've listened to it a few times, and honestly, I'm like, I should add this to my rep book. <laughs> like, singing it for auditions. Right? No,
0: I think you could sound really good on it. I Olive. know I
1: do. I sang it once, and I was like, wait, why is this sitting? <laughs> why yeah. is it sitting? <laughs> I love it. Coming so to an audition room.
0: Telsey, if you're listening. Ali, oh will my be. God. Yeah.
1: Honestly, please.
0: Padam Padam by Kylie Minogue. Let love me love this song. This song's great. Everyone is latching on to Kylie Minogue like she is a new artist and like they've been their fans. Can't get you out of my head. Let me tell you something everyone. Kylie Minogue didn't need this song to be famous. I love that it's famous and I love this song, but I just challenge you to go back and listen to Kylie Minogue's discography cuz frankly this is not one of her best songs in the in the grand scheme of her music and she is pretty much a cultural icon outside of america like for real Mm. like she is like madonna level when it comes to like uk europe like she sweden she's really really big and so i love that she's getting this um these attributes but i also think it's funny like to me it's really funny i'm like yeah kylie minogue comes out with padam padam of course like to me this song has she's done this like 900 other times but like it was the anthem for pride. Wouldn't you agree?
1: It absolutely was. And I was going to say, I went to a gay club like a few weeks ago and they played Padom Padom twice for sure. Maybe three times. And every single time. And you were mad, sh- right? And no, everyone went apeshit. They played it like once every hour and <laughs> everyone was like thrilled. When my heart goes <laughs> I fucking love that shit. <laughs> and speaking of Padom Padom, they did a mashup of Padom Padom and our next song on our list rush by troy savant i walked in literally the first song that i heard was a mashup of put on and rush i was like this is the gayest mashup i've ever heard and i was so here for it fucking love rush love love troy savant yeah
0: i think troy savant's great i actually think i haven't heard this mashup of course which you speak but i think it may make this rush better of a song do you yeah, know it what did. i mean no, it, like, did. I it, it was like that. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah.
1: so good i was like living for it um i just love troy savant and the music video is like kind of fire steamy it is steamy and he's like dancing but like it's weird
0: right right
1: yeah
0: um our fave, the joe bros they came out with this song called waffle house here's the thing i don't know what you think about it it's fun it's not my favorite song by any means by them no but they stay relevant
1: they stay relevant baby it's a bop it's always stuck in my head <laughs> a waffle house. We should don't have had to do a
0: home medley of this.
1: <laughs> um
0: I just think they knew what they were doing. They were like we're going to release an album in the summer. It's going to be dad yacht rock music. And it's just going <gasps> yeah. to have a few like little bops that you kind of just do exactly you can't see Alia but do exactly what you did. Just kind of bop your head, tap your foot and hum All along right. and don't really know the words. I actually have no idea how the verses go. I forget. But it's I know I like it.
1: Oh yeah. How does It's like <laughs> Oh shit.
0: I wish you all could see her coming up with this, which she's not. Um,
1: (laughs) Another song
0: that was released not this year is Kill Bill by SZA. A fantastic song. Still charting and is on the summer charts, which again, good for SZA. Good Mm -hmm. for her. This was released in December or maybe it was a single in November. But anyway, the album that was released in December, we are now in eight months past this and it is still on the charts mm-hmm. streamed millions and millions of times like
1: it's also probably because of the collab with what was it doja cat
0: yeah they, they did yeah. a remix or yeah right to right. kind of revamp it which i'm honestly i'm really getting sick of artists doing this just to re-up the the music unless it's done like really really strongly but nonetheless i love susan i'm so glad I, I i listen to this song often
1: right. Yeah, I asked on my Instagram. I was like, give me your songs of the summer to prepare for this podcast. And so many people said kill Bill, that's why I added it.
0: That's crazy, actually. I know. And in the best way, I love to see it.
1: Oh yeah. Obviously, I have to give a shout-out to my boy John Cook for his song Seven. Also a great song, though.
0: Not just not just because you're on this and love right. him. Like this song's great. This- it features Lotto, who is
1: Great! Amazing.
0: Obviously,
1: this song has been number one on global Spotify for yes. 50 days since the song came out. It has quite literally been number one.
0: Again, I think we said this for A harder feat than getting number one in the U.S. only, like yes. the global and excluding U.S. global charts, to have number one hits. Huge people mm-hmm. don't do
1: that. And this song is just a bop. Everyone fucking stream. Go watch the performance video um, of him dancing looks so good the song is a vibe it's a summer it's a summer bop um paint the town red by doja cat i I, not a song that i like but it's just climbed the charts so quickly that i just had to put it in here
0: you're right to put it in it's moving fast she is terrifying me though
1: Uh, uh, i know she just released this like it's demons was that what it's called demon yeah single mm-hmm. and i can't watch the music video cuz you know i don't associate with anything hellish or <laughs> demons or any of that i don't we don't want the vibes yeah we were texting and me, yeah.
0: Ollie's like i can't even look at the album cover cuz it's a spider yeah, oh my
1: god yeah the album I is just, coming as a giant spider on it i'm just like
0: Ugh. doja cats had an interesting summer there's been a lot of fans mad at her she's kind of been off her rocker i hate to say i don't know what this album's going to bring i don't know what it's going to bring for doja cat but it's all very um weird mm-hmm. i think to put it frankly and i'm both intrigued and a little scared Same. when i come across her posts i'm just a little bit scared i agree it's that like demon energy that i don't find necessarily appealing <laughs>
1: Mm-mm, at all
0: but We'll see. It, people are interested. People I'm are I'm interested. interested. I'm listening. It, it's weird. It's nothing like her latest album, Planet right. her, which is I different. loved.
1: Me too. Me too. I still yeah. listen to those songs.
0: I know. So we'll see.
1: Yeah. Um. So many people, when I posted this on my Instagram, so many people brought up so many different songs from Renaissance, Renaissance by Beyonce. I just think that the tour that she's going on is making everybody like Fall in love with the album again. Again, another
0: album that didn't come out this year.
1: Exactly. Like everyone was saying, "Cuff it," obviously. Which again, I went to the gay club, heard that three times. Actually, I
0: think it's charting. Heard this album's charting better now than it did. It than actually, it was. If, if you if you look at it from a like a, a lens of Beyonce's albums, it kind of flopped on the charts, mm-hmm. and now I think it's I agree. A this tour it's is having
1: a renaissance. It
0: is literally having a renaissance. It's charting. People are playing it everywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. Cuff it, um, pure honey. Obviously, summer renaissance. America has a problem. I just feel like. Everyone has a different song from this album yeah. Um, because, like, we have the tour and because we have, like, her visual representation now. And speaking of, I just have to say, reportedly, the visual album coming soon.
0: Yeah, you put this. I haven't seen this. It okay. was on
1: Popgrave.
0: Okay. There was, like, a legitimate um
1: article about it.
0: Uh, I'm obviously not going to say no. I'm just surprised. I, but
1: great. I, that's why i posted this on my instagram i was like does beyonce know about this because (laughs) because i don't know if she does
0: a song that went to number one last week was a song by oliver anthony music called rich men of i'm sorry rich men north of richmond there's a lot of questions about this this is a country artist who doesn't even have like a spotify spotify profile right um
1: how did this happen for real
0: Okay, so the actual story behind it, not to get political, but just to give you the facts, is there's been a lot of things with songs and politics lately on the country realm. But anyway,
1: mm-hmm.
0: neither here nor there, it, somehow someone discovered this song, and the Republicans like, really were streaming it and listened to it, and were like, yes, look at like our country, America. But then Oliver Anthony Music came out with a video in response to this and said, Little, He was like, I'm not trying to make a political statement. If anything, it's actually about these people and how they view our country. (laughs) And I actually don't align with a lot of what they're saying. So the song, in a weird way, turned kind of brilliant because anyone can relate to it and Mm -hmm. he didn't even write it for like any specific purpose to like kind of shit on our country. He was actually more writing it just about the current state of our country Mm. without any political lens is what he was saying. He said, I identify with both sides. This was just an album made. So he was like, it's really funny to see that a certain sides are taking it and running with it when it's actually about them. It's about everyone here. It's not just about the Republicans, but everyone who's in government, who's trying to make country X, Y, and Z Mm -hmm. and like are forgetting that we all stand on the same ground. So actually it's very fascinating when I was listening to his video, it's just so out of left field. This is wild that we're even talking about it.
1: I know. And it just goes to show that the Bill billboard charts are yeah, just I like mean, just what the hell they changed the rules for that shit once a month so
0: i was reading on billboard that i think he's the first artist to never have chart history yes. to place number one yeah which is an unbelievable feat and frankly not to be like i don't think this man will ever chart again i don't think we'll ever hear about him again for no, real
1: no it's truly a one-hit wonder happening but right now good for him i guess yes guess. Rounding out the list of our songs of summer, we have to give a shout out to our girl, Victoria Monet, who yes. dropped her album Jaguar 2. Her song On My Mama came up a lot for me. Um, so many people were telling me that they love this song. Um, I love the music video for this. This music video is such a 90s throwback. Her dancing is amazing. She looks amazing. The vibes, the outfits is just so spot on for me. Um, Have you listened to the whole album?
0: Of course, yes. And actually, people were telling me when I was saying our next episode, we were going to do Songs of the Summer. People were like, Victoria Monet, she's giving janet jackson yes. and i'm loving every second i wrote here that i'd love for her to collab with people like jam and lewis they're really hot producers of really 90s r&b like mary j blige and tony braxton and i think that and janet of course mm-hmm. um they kind of they did like velvet rope and re- like they were like big for janet and i think she would thrive because she i feel would. like now she's like she's
1: getting there. Yeah, All she's of her like, shows are like getting sold out. Like she's really exactly. starting to like blossom. Yeah,
0: actually, I was looking at tickets um, with yes. Michael Mahadee. Shout out to yeah. Michael Mahadee becoming a reoccurring show. Yeah. And he was like, wait, this is kind of crazy. She's not playing that big of venues, and so they are going fast, and they're reselling for like an immense amount of money that I would not pay to stand in a group at Bowery Ballroom. However, right. I hope that this cat is a catalyst for her to play larger venues that we can go see her so. because the music is vibes.
1: It's great. Like I love the whole album, obviously, but M- definitely my favorite song is "Hollywood" with Earth, Wind, and Fire. I mean, Who like doesn't love Earth, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I mean- I- <laughs>
0: live instruments again see this ah, is good stuff
1: this is good stuff i also love how does it make you feel when i started listening to this it was just giving me marvin gay vibes the i was like yeah i was like wow it's just like the 70s yeah like very just that kind of mellow disco-y vibe um she's really killing it so victoria Monet. Give her her flowers. We love you, girl.
0: For real. She deserves them. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay.
0: Two songs came out from the Disney uh, Trinity Uh the past few weeks. Let's start with just a fantastic song. Used to be young by Miley Mm -hmm. Cyrus. I honestly will go on record. Obviously, we're being recorded to say (gasps) that this is probably one of her best songwriting efforts ever. I agree. A career high. Mm Hmm. She just continually gets better. Actually, my question was she why was better. yeah why was this cut from the album? I mean, probably for PR purposes, like to keep the album relevant and going because now everyone's gonna go back and stream the album again. Right, and and maybe she'll release like a
1: deluxe yes. with this or whatever, which
0: very smart. But I mean, this song to me, it's it's one of her best songs, and the music video, it's done so well.
1: It is done very well.
0: Get miley cyrus to the grammys i am campaigning now this is the year that she She really she really should
1: Mm -hmm. she's really starting to like hit her stride and is really cool to see and like yeah the music video was so emotional just her crying and like she was giving what was up with the lip-syncing though you know what I mean.
0: I do know what you mean. Uh, I I
1: I love the raw emotion, and I, I was living mean. for that. But I don't know why the lip syncing was so off and no. just not really committed. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It's weird because actually this is actually a great point because I was watching, I don't know if you watched her backyard sessions on ABC. No. Okay. So if you can, I think it's streaming on Hulu. It's like an hour and it was the night before used to be young came out and they kind of just went through her like career. And then she sang songs from endless summer vacation. Um, like in her backyard, she does backyard sessions. They're like with a band, they're live. They're really cool. But she was talking about in the music video, how her mom um, was on the other side of the camera. And they like had a feel, she was in a different room or something and they had like a two way camera so she could see her mom and she was singing to her mom and she was really like emotionally displaced. So I wonder, the emotion is so raw, but I wonder if it almost distracted from that because I agree that it was, the lip singing was odd. But I think maybe they just kept it because they were I like, it's so not too. even about I mean exactly. we know obviously she's lip syncing no matter what, but exactly. I, I do agree it's a good point. Right.
1: That's why I was like, I feel like it was like maybe they were like, let's try this and like it doesn't have to be perfect and like we'll just see what happens. So she wasn't really like thinking about that. But they
0: got the take but they with got the emotion. The, so the raw
1: emotion. Yeah. And I think that's that's what's most important. And That's what I like the most about the music video for sure.
0: Yes, that's a good point. Uh, the with only
1: the, with the little Mickey like the peeking mi- out, it's uh... just very like pointed yeah very pointed Mm -hmm.
0: and nostalgic for us anyone anyone born from 92 to you know 2000 very nostalgic um the only thing that makes me sad is that she doesn't want to tour and i totally respect that like Mm -hmm. even after listening more to her interviews from the backyard sessions on abc like she's had a rough go and you know she's taking a stand and taking things in her own hands but this would be a great tour
1: it would be. And I get she says that she doesn't want it to tour for her mental health. And it's yeah, very like I support it hard to like rely on other people's, you know, pleasure of you. Right. And like really like that being like your driving force for months at a time. So I get that for sure. But, you know, it, it is a shame. But there's a lot of great Miley Cyrus content every day coming out. She's posting like a lot of like yeah. interviews and going back and like talking about a lot of behind the scenes stuff. So. Check out her TikTok for sure.
0: It's great to see her come into her own womanhood.
1: I agree. I agree.
0: Another woman, (sighs) Selena Gomez. She released a song called Single Soon. It's terrible. She continues to give us awful pop music and serve little to no purpose in the pop culture world. I'm sorry. I know it's brutal, but I have to just be honest about my opinion.
1: It's faulty. It's faulty.
0: This song is... I almost... Feel bad for her in the sense of who let this be released like this.
1: It it almost doesn't seem real. It feels like a spoof I'm, of like a pop song in like the right. other two. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Alia. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a great reference. Right. I refuse to put it a sample on this podcast. If you would like no. to go listen to it, go ahead on your own. You should just once, but I listened right. to Get it once and I literally stream. and I literally like was like I can't never want to hear this song again
1: no it's terrible and the first thing i thought of the very first thing i thought of i was like this is giving jocelyn from the idol on hbo yes like it just is like just generic basic giving you nothing pop music and honestly this further propels the theories that jocelyn is based off of selena gomez's relationship with the weekend which i do believe But
0: why is the music from the idol, why does Lily Rose Depp give a stellar performance and the songs better? Like, if you go back and listen to her songs on the idol. I'm
1: just a freak You know I want it back. <laughs> That right. song is giving. And I'm she's sorry, giving, and it's
0: better than this song.
1: It is better than this song. We're we. This is the second time we're bringing up the I idol think on this podcast. We should have an idol. We should at least watch at least one or two episodes. I agree,
0: and and debrief on them because. I don't know if y'all watched The Idol. It was terrible. But for some reason, I couldn't look away. I watched everything. I ate it up.
1: Me too. But it's officially been canceled by HBO. Did you see this? Thank God. Officially been canceled after five episodes. (laughs) Rough. (laughs) Rough blow for HBO. (laughs) um Um, yeah
0: so miley definitely won the won the week last week for sure
1: absolutely absolutely another breaking beyonce news this week beyonce's renaissance tour has become the highest grossing tour by a female artist in history and enters the top 10 grossing tours of all time with over 461 million dollars surpassing madonna's sticky and sweet tour
0: i saw Madonna's sticky and sweet tour which was Unbelievable. It was iconic. It was amazing. I am so proud of Beyonce. So happy that these women are in the same conversation continually. Yes. And frankly, I'm interested to see that Madonna uh, Madonna's going on a celebration tour. It's kind of like her farewell yes. tour and it's back. She's feeling better. Um I just got so my tickets well too. too. They just were on pre-sale. So I'm going. I'm really excited. And I actually think this will give Beyonce a run for her money in the best way. Like I'm not pitting oh, them absolutely. against each other. I think it's great that they are. We're talking going
1: back and forth. It's like Madonna ball ball.
0: and Beyonce. I mean, come on. that That's huge that they're in the same conversation. I love that. They're the, these women are just even Taylor Swift. These women are just conquering exactly. this, conquering mm-hmm. this, leaving as the kids would say. No crumbs. Do you leaving, like it? Look le- at me.
1: Come on. Look <laughs> at you go. Come on, Gen Z. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Theater girly Renee Rapp. She earns yeah. the biggest female solo debut album of 2023 with Snow Angel. So great. Again, so great for her.
1: Right, Jimmy Award winner, Renee Rapp. Who would have ever thought? Crazy.
0: (laughs) Shout out to our Jimmy Award friends. It's (laughs) crazy. I think she's going to be nominated for a Grammy for Best New Artist. I actually think she will. She
1: actually could now that you bring that
0: up. No, I really think she will, which is insane. I think I said this last podcast. I have nothing against Renee Rapp. Her voice is not for me and her music is not for me, but I think she's incredibly talented. And frankly, I listened to the album after you told me you listened, and I tapped my foot. It
1: was good. She's good. And yeah. like the girlies love Renee Ryan. She's rap. writing her
0: own music. She's writing
1: music. She sounds great. Of course. And she's a star on the rise. Like we said last week, she's nominated for a VMA. She will likely be in the Grammy conversation. Oh, for sure. And I, we were just talking about this before we started recording. I totally forgot that she's going to be playing Regina George in the Mean Girls movie. Um, so so she's got her hands in all the cookie jars and her star is totally on the rise. So I think it's really cool to see
0: we love the theater to pop pipeline you know we yeah. love to see the gaga we love we love to see this mm-hmm. we love to see theater to pop ariana grande uh-huh. which is a great segue we're about to talk about her but i think the biggest um music news yes. of the the yes. past few weeks is that ariana grande released a 10th anniversary edition of yours truly mm. yours truly was ariana grande's debut album and it was the album that really launched the voice of of our of our generation like yes. The pop voice of our time. Shout out to Babyface. This is a Babyface record.
1: Mm-hmm. I say it
0: again and again. Babyface knows exactly what he's doing. He knows the singers. She has since moved away from Babyface, which you can tell in her sound, but he really mm-hmm. laid some good groundwork to show us who we're what dealing with
1: and what she could do vocally. Um you wrote it's giving Mariah music box so yes. fucking true. Exactly
0: and it's not just cuz I'm a lamb we all know I'm a lamb shout out to the mm-hmm. lambs but just like literally objectively it's obvious that a direct descendant of Mariah Carey mm-hmm. and this is good it's giving if you haven't listened to Mariah Carey music box which is celebrating its 30th anniversary and she's re-releasing uh, videos mm-hmm. it's just funny how Ariana is in the orbit of Mariah Exactly I promise you Yes. It's intentional. I promise you. Um, but I will never forget. I don't know what it was for you. For me, it was hearing tattooed heart. So I used to go, here's a little story. It's kind of cute. I think I'll tell it. Um, I, I would get $5 of allowance each week for doing my chores, which I could obviously buy nothing with. Um, But I would also get a CD. So my mom and I would go to Target and she would like shop for things. She'd be like, you can pick one CD if I did my chores. And I remember that week it was new music Tuesdays. If you remember back in the day, it wasn't Fridays. I went and I knew of Ariana Grande from like the Nickelodeon shows, even though I didn't really watch them, but more so from 13 and from theater. And I was like, okay, I want to get this album. Um, And I will never, ever forget listening. I think it's the fourth track or something. I was obviously impressed. But then I heard Tattooed Heart. And I just remember thinking, I like kept replaying it. Because I was like, I literally have never heard a voice like this since Mariah. For real. like Yeah, no dead ass. I was like, this is crazy. And you wrote, yeah, yeah. She wrote tattooed hard in her bedroom at 17 years old this wild this song wild. this song is good stuff
1: it's so good i fucking love it i love when she sings this live obviously in this recording and also in like the her sweetener concert recording that's the one for me um for me with ariana grande it was actually honeymoon avenue
0: which i get a fantastic right. song you,
1: and you know who showed this to me i'll never forget who Drew Arisco, shout oh, out to Drew. Shout Drew out showed to this to Drew me Arisco. in Molly Keen Dryer's bedroom. Shout out
0: to Molly. It was Keendryer. like
1: after a cabaret rehearsal or something, and he was like, "You gotta listen to Honeymoon." You gotta listen to Ariana Grande, and I was like, "Why?" Like she's like on Nickelodeon. Like I don't want to listen to her. And he was Drew like, Trust
0: knows. Me. Drew's always doing this.
1: I know. And he's
0: always right with this. I know. No, I agree. Honeymoon Avenue. It was like a, it's a little too poppy for me. I love the I get song, that. but, I get but that. like for so it, I was like that song's great, but. I get it. I think like it's just hearing Ariana Grande be use an instrument. She has uh, such an instrument. And even on like, frankly, I put this Alia put boo, but I put like, this is not my favorite album of all time. I think there are some duds in here. Like piano. It's just really, it's rough for that. me. I
1: get that. Yeah.
0: But, she could sing, you know, Mary Had a Little Lamb and it would be like Real. phenomenal.
1: I know. And and really, she. I'm really glad she did these live um, recordings. She did a whole like live recording session in London and she released all these videos over the last few weeks. And it's also on Spotify in the Yours Truly 10th Anniversary album version. But like even when she does right there and she's just like starting off with the whistle tone and it's just like yeah. – wild shit that she was doing like the breath control and the technique on all of this is like crazy like i just find myself rewinding these videos just to like be like how did she do this
0: she as you know i say she goes and she She really goes goes. i will say like because i think it is our job to critique things the live versions of course i loved but I was thinking it would be something more like Sweetener Live, like those arrangements, those vocals. Yeah. This for me, it was more so her just singing it ten years later, which is fine. I would have mm-hmm. loved a little bit something different. I also thought her song selection was weird. Like Where was Almost is never enough for a live imagine her I doing know. that right now. I, I have no idea what Nathan over, Sykes like, is doing with I, his life. I mean, but...
1: Where is he? I, I would have rather that over than like daydreaming. Yeah, daydreaming, yeah.
0: But nonetheless, um, go stream it. It's right. fantastic. It's... We'll see what's next. Um, I'm interested to see what's next. I told Alia before this, I would love to see Ariana sit down and flat oh, out yeah. sing on her next album. Uh-huh. She's done the R&B. I would like her to sit down and flat out sing. I'm interested to see what the next album brings.
1: Me too. And I'm wondering when that will be. Yeah, It's it either be going to be right or before or right after
0: Wicked yeah. part two. Oh my gosh. So in 2029. <laughs> Literally.
1: <laughs> Speaking of Wicked. Let's oh go to gosh. theater corner. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Go ahead. You start Alia. Okay. Um. Biggest news of the week. I think is the new casting for Little Shop off Broadway. We uh, are getting a new Seymour and Audrey in Corbin Blue and Constance Wu.
0: Fant first of all, Corbin Blue rocks. Corbin I, Blue rocks. He could do it all. What he's underrated still, I think though. I Where are his flowers? Okay.
1: Let's let's I'm glad that he's like diving back into the theater realm here.
0: Me too. Constance Wu also rocks, but I am not sure she can sing. So it's a strange <laughs> I have choice.
1: No idea about her vocal ability, but I'm just really glad with this casting. Cause I've been really outwardly critical about the little shop casting about, there being a lack of people of color in the leading roles. Luckily with like Joy Woods recently, we've gotten a black Audrey, but I'm just glad that we're getting an Asian Audrey. We're getting a black Seymour. Like we need more diverse casting. And I'm just glad the Asian Audrey trend is continuing. See, um, Sumi, Yu did it first. Sumi, yes.
0: Shout out to you paving yeah, the way, literally
1: paving the fucking way. Love her um next up unfortunately some sad news once
0: upon a one more time is closing before we could even blink it actually closes actually yesterday if you're listening to this podcast will have been yesterday for us tomorrow so I guess I won't be seeing it (laughs) closes September 3rd I mean I heard just terrible things but I wanted to go because I heard it was also such a fun blast and the ensemble's amazing and And I heard dancing looked amazing that Justin Guarini was fantastic of course I love Justin Guarini
1: maybe I'll try to go tomorrow after
0: rehearsal uh, at maybe I'll just try to go to the closing show.
1: I mean, I would buy tickets, tickets now camp. if you can.
0: Okay. Yeah. I got to look. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Alia, you take the next one. Cause you just saw the show.
1: Oh, Yes. Okay. So um, recent Tony winner, Jay Harrison Gee of some like it hot is unfortunately out for the next six weeks on medical leave um, due to surgery to quote address some issues that have arisen. So that's really unfortunate it um, is sad
0: because you saw it and they were out, but not, we. Yes. this was not announced yet. So clearly they've yes. been struggling a bit with whatever's, you know, the, the injury is exactly.
1: So we definitely wish them well and wish them a speedy recovery. Um, but I did see it last week. Um, Um, I have been wanting to see this show for so long. I'm so glad I finally got to see it. And I did see the understudy, Demarius R. Copes. Um, I saw him last Wednesday matinee, and he was phenomenal. He really, like, knocked it out of the park. So, um, again, if you're going to see a Broadway show and you see a little white slip in the playbill, don't walk out. You know, these people are qualified to play the roles. So Shout um, out to
0: all of our understudy friends. Uh, Everyone understudying. Everyone swinging. It is Mm -hmm. the hardest job
1: it really is the hardest
0: job in theater and I'm so glad that she's on and you loved it. Everyone should go see some Like It Hot. Another it's Mariah, so good. Ka- Mariah Carey produced uh-huh. this, so she's with and she us She does still. the, the pre show. The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And obviously, like Christian Borrell's amazing. Talk to you about Williams. Just oh. amazing. You just want to go see an old school Broadway musical where they're tapping the boards. In our
0: Smash Hive, Let's Be they, Bad.
1: They sing Let's Be Bad.
0: Smash <laughs> continues. We will do a Smash rewatch, don't we worry. We
1: will do a Smash rewatch for sure.
0: And lastly, rounding out our theater corner i don't know if you've seen this on tiktok if not i urge you to just search patty lapone walks into a bar in hollywood and you will see her performing don't cry for me argentina to the crowd and this crowd is obviously a bunch of like gays and women who are trashed and but when i say she's performing don't cry for me argentina i mean she's really really giving a a performance of a full fortissimo vocal
1: right it's but does just, she give anything else she always gives you're right she's 100%. always on she just grabs
0: the mic sings it laughs and then walks away it's just like so perfect and i think like we haven't talked about her in a while and the culture's yeah. like guys so just do yourself a favor watch it late at night laugh and then move on it's so <laughs> random and funny i had to put it on here <laughs>
1: patty we fucking love you we love
0: you patty Lapone. Okay, and now for other pop culture topics in the news. There has been so much the past two weeks. Let's start with the SAG-AFTRA and WGA strikes.
1: Yes, so the strikes continue. The actors are on strike. The writers are still on strike. Um, We are no closer to getting a deal with the studios. And we're starting to see the ripple effects. I think the biggest news of the last two weeks is that the highly anticipated sequel to Dune, um, which was supposed to be released this November is being delayed until March, 2024 um, because they don't have stars like Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya out there promoting it. So they're scared that they won't get um, as much money, um, you know, in the box office as if, you know, unless they had those actors promoting it. Um, So it's really like unfortunate, especially because Dune 2, I think was going to be such a big contender in the Oscars. I agree.
0: And now we're losing a lot of momentum between Dune one or dune and dune right. two pay, pay
1: everyone fairly just
0: pay your actors these executives you've made enough money now for life you don't mm-hmm. need this this is absurd it is honestly like causing so much distress for people people are losing homes did you see billy yes. porter had to sell their yes. house this is absurdity it's absurdity Obviously, Ali and I are in the guilds of certain <laughs> We are in certain unions, and we obviously support the strike. Mm-hmm. Like, this is absurdity. It's absurdity.
1: It's crazy, and it just, like, it's just going to, con- like, not only is this affecting, like, the movie theaters and, like, which are already still struggling to yeah. come back from the pandemic but like like i said it's really gonna show in the oscars like you're not gonna have zendaya go to the oscars so like, nobody's gonna watch wh- right and you know uh, what i mean uh, which yes. people are already watching it's like dune 2 has like austin butler and like florence Pugh and all of these like giant stars that people want to tune in for and like if they're not going to the oscars like no one's gonna watch Correct and like other movies, like Challengers, also starring Zendaya, and like Spider Man Beyond the Spider Verse, like all of these delays are just like there's not going to be a lot no, to we're contend about to hit with. A dry in the period. next period, Ali months. and I were yeah. saying we're
0: like even even the podcast in general. Like it's going to be such a shame. So many things are affected by this, and. Mm-hmm it's it's really upsetting. I mean, the Emmys are postponed to 2024, which is by the way, just absurd. Why are we even having the ceremony? If it's postponed right. to 2024, you already had a vote. Just list the winners on like Rolling Stone or Vulture or something, people, mm-hmm. and then we'll just know who they are. We're going to have this in 2024.
1: Right. Nobody's going to care like for like the bear season one, which came out like a billion years ago. It's
0: crazy. It's crazy. crazy. And like give the flowers where they need to be like succession just had its final season and we're just going to wait to celebrate this until 2024. It's crazy. We all know that that's
1: going to win anyway. Of course.
0: Um, although Ali and I, our next episode, we are going to do a mock Emmys because that's when it would have been. So we're just mm-hmm. going to go through the major categories, say our thoughts, pick winners, and it will be a fun little Emmys ceremony oh, for everyone. I'm excited for this one. So Succession we... high. Yes. You better wear your Roman T-shirt.
1: <gasps> oh, my God. Good idea. I will. Yeah.
0: Um. So anyway, I think yeah, just pay the actors. This is absurd. It's causing a lot of backup. And obviously, we stand with our, our friends who are not being paid fairly.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, Shakira, Shakira, woo! I love her. (laughs) And she is receiving the VMA Video Vanguard Award, which is much to our surprise last episode. I know. We were like, I just don't think it will be her. We love these women. It's probably going to be Taylor. We love to hear that it's for Shakira. I mean, Mm -hmm. she's performing as well. You have a great, a great quote from the producer. So go ahead.
1: Yes. So Bruce Gilmer, the executive producer of the VMAs, said Shakira is a true global force who continues to inspire and influence the masses with her unique musical prowess. She's a trailblazer for women around the world and one of the first artists to leave the glo- to lead the globalization of Latin music. So, so I well think put. That, exactly, and that's exactly why she's getting the Vanguard Award. Like I said, like. Like we said, I think we were surprised by this choice because we weren't expecting it, but we're totally on board for it. She deserves it regardless. So she, it's great.
0: Yeah. She like, you know, I've always liked Shakira, but Mm -hmm. I think it took a long time for her to break through, of course, because like America. Right. Um, But I remember she was a coach on The Voice randomly in the early seasons. And I thought, what a random choice. And then I saw her work with these artists she is a professional to the highest level she's incredibly talented she's a great songwriter she's an amazing dancer mm-hmm. she's a great singer and she's a wonderful performer she
1: she'll uh, give a performance i'm actually sure. really
0: excited for everyone because i know she did the halftime show we don't need to get into it now lots of controversy right. frankly i think she could have done it on her own this is no shade mm-hmm. to Jlo so i'm excited she just gets her moment herself as a strong latina woman who broke down So many barriers in Mm -hmm. pop music. So good for Shakira.
1: I'm excited.
0: Some trailers. Shall we go through them? There are some trailers that Ali and I saw at the good old AMC before Nicole Kidman came out and gave her (laughs) pre-show speech. Um, (laughs) The first one I saw. I I don't think you've seen this yet, Mm -mm, right? I haven't seen this yet. So it's called Strange Way of Life. It is starring Pedro Pascal Mm. and Ethan Hawke. First of all. Daddies? Would you? Is father a thing, or is it just mother? Ali is more in the Gen Z world in the pop than I am. Is like, could would they be? Would they would be fathers, right? They would be fathers. But they would not, be fathers. Do like that. I,
1: th- I would say like even hawk yeah, is more. father, yeah, and okay. like Pedro Pascal is still Zaddy.
0: Okay, okay. Thank you for the opinion. No, thank you for the clarification. <laughs> so it's a gay Western film. Um, very a la Brokeback Mountain. I think the difference is obviously in Brokeback Mountain. Hope this isn't a spoiler alert, but they like discover they're gay or whatever, and here, here they are gay. Like they are a couple, and the the trailer was. So short. Like it was really just a fun sneak peek that I don't mm-hmm. actually know anything aside from they're living in like a desert. It's a like definitely a Western film and they are together and there's drama. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited. I mean, I mean, obviously we're there. We're
1: seated. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Course. Pedro Pascal does anything. I'm there. Um I saw a trailer this. Week on Twitter, um, it's for a movie called Saltburn. I don't really know what it's about because the trailer is so chaotic, but it's giving a twenty four vibes, and it's starring <laughs> okay, got it, got right. It. It's starring Barry Keoghan, who I think is on the up and up. Thumbs up. Um, Jacob Alordi from Euphoria. He has a British accent. Very interesting. He has a British accent. Uh uh-huh. huh. He's, and- he's he's throwing
0: some with the El- the Elvis. It's a weird year for him in general, but we'll see. I mean, we'll sure. See.
1: Right. And Rosamund Pike, who we Rosamund
0: Pike, love. Rosamund Pike. I mean, she. She only does really good projects. Too, she so, does. Yeah. She
1: does. So I'm interested to see what this is. I'm like going all in on Barry Keoghan. I think he's like one of the like actors to watch.
0: I think that's a great prediction for real.
1: Yeah. So I think this will be like an interesting next step on his journey. Speaking of actors to watch, um, when I was at the AMC this week for a movie that we will talk about later, um, I saw a trailer for a movie called Foe with Paul Mescal and Saoirse Ronan. Yeah
0: and I just watched it before this because I just saw it on the outline yes. but you can explain it looks great
1: it looks great it takes place in like 2065 and Paul Mescal um, gets chosen to like go live um, on another planet and Sir Ronan doesn't and they're like married or whatever so they're kind of like you know in a tumultuous time deciding if he's gonna go live in space and leave her on earth to die because of global whatever it looks very good they both look like they are Acting in it. Obviously, everyone knows and loves Sir Sharonin, Um and I think people are starting to get more on the Paul Mescal beat.
0: And he looks great. I told Holly I he guess I didn't great. notice he was fine, but he
1: looks great in this film. I tell great. you. Normal people, hive, stand up. Yeah, you're right. Boy, you were always, Paul- a,
0: no, you're <laughs> sorry. I remember, I remember specifically <laughs> you saying about, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Paul Mescal, he's really out here. So, um, again, another great actor to watch. Um, and it's giving
0: Oscar Buzz trailer. <laughs>
1: Oscar Buzz Trailer and I believe it comes out in October or November. So Great, we'll cover it. Fantastic. Yeah. Right. So some good movies coming our way. And let's soak them up while we I was have- gonna say
0: we have to, we have to soak them up. We have to talk about them because after this it's gonna be dry.
1: Dry.
0: Okay, Big Brother update. If you're not caught up on Big Brother or don't care, I'd say skip ahead two to three minutes. We're just going to give a quick update on the past mm-hmm. two weeks. Um, the last week was pretty much a wash, honestly, on paper because no one yeah. was uh, eliminated. No one was eliminated. Before that, there I have never seen. I texted you this such genuine disdain for one house guest. Heism. I know, like he must be one of the most disliked house guests of all time.
1: And it's just crazy, like. He was just so shocked, I think. And like he was, was genuinely to hurt watch. by it all. It was really hard he to watch. almost
0: turned it around. I was actually like, wait a minute. This guy could be brilliant because he really had us on our seat to yeah. see if maybe he could, he could swing the vote right. single-handedly. And I have to give him credit. They were
1: considering he... it. They he almost did, and if
0: there's a, a playback, if they, if there's a way, oh, but they're not on the jury, so he won't be able to play back in.
1: Right. I was gonna I say know. he's a
0: fierce competitor, actually. He like, is. Great. I think they had to get get him out. He was so annoying. He
1: was so annoying. Um, but yeah, I think last week was really great. I thought this week was was a good week, but again, like with the new power that they introduced, that Matt won and eventually saved Jag from leaving the house is just kind of like okay the week I, is completely reset and cameron gets to play hoh and, oh cameron i mean I he just stood like. there doing the pressure Ew. cooker for 14 hours and it just equated to literally nothing and so he really should. lol i also don't
0: i like jag a lot i really I like really jag. do me too i don't think i would have saved him because i think he's a strong competitor i'm actually like
1: right but he, he's a good target to hide behind because he'll uh, always no, be a target no that's I, why.
0: I think you're right i think you're right um yeah I think Matt was right in the sense of he's safe. So why it's going to go to waste. And I hate when powers go to waste. It's like, Like, might as well just use it. But also let's just talk about how amazing Suri is. I, we know she's amazing. We talk about this
1: every episode.
0: We know she's amazing. I just think her job was so hard because she was coming in as a legend of mm-hmm. Survivor and of reality television. And so to come in, like, my first thought is get this woman out of here right. sooner than we can. Like, she's in, she's out next week.
1: Mm-hmm. And she's
0: running the house. But you're she saying. She
1: is running things. People
0: are realizing now.
1: People are starting to but realize. Like,
0: right. Right. Is it going to make a difference, do you think?
1: No, because, like, she's running it so well that people, like, know that she's running it, but they're like, well, yeah, but, like, we can't get her out next week or even the week after or maybe even the week after that. Like, they're not – she's not on anybody's radar to target and get out anytime soon. It's because she, like, is in an alliance with everyone and, like, she's good with everyone. She just has such a great social game that, like, people – don't want to target her because everyone thinks that they're like working with her. She's so thoughtful.
0: I love her diary rooms. Like when she talks us through her thinking, it's like, you're thinking about everything correctly. You are Mm -hmm. really processing every decision. It's what I love about her is it's a game for her. And that's, those are the best players. We think of Dan, like we think of the people that are just some of the best players, Tyler, like, Mm -hmm it is a game and she has one personal relationship and it's with her son, right? Like yes. that is it. She loves Miss Felicia. She loves these other people, mm-hmm. but it is a true game for her. And that's why she'll make it to the end.
1: She literally will make yeah, it. To the end. Or she I will definitely win
0: America's it. favorite. Like no yeah, doubt. If anything. Okay. Let's shift to some other news. In and actually it is music news. Dumois is reporting that Maddie Haley and George from the 1975 are not speaking. So this came after Maddie was disinvited from Jack Antonoff's wedding, which is drama. Jack Antonoff got married. Obviously, yes, obviously, um, Maddie and Taylor were dating. They're not anymore. People sometimes, uh, some people think that has something to do with it. But Dumois is saying that Maddie and George are really fighting right now and not speaking. Just for a very brief background from the 1975, they've been friends forever. They are like besties. Um, It's really tough to see them not speaking. Maddie has obviously is, this man is crazy. I love the 1975 music, but this man is, you know, wild for many different reasons we Mm -hmm. don't have to get into. But neither here nor there, I think George is finally like, you, you are now actually affecting the band. Mm. And normally Maddie was somehow able to keep that kind of separate. And it was just like, he's crazy. The band's great. But now, you know, as they get more famous, they're one. And I think Maddie needs to begin to think about, and I don't think he will, which will be the problem, how he represents the greater group. Right. Right. At the end of the day, for anyone who does care about the 1975 in this relationship, like, I think they'll be fine. We all fight with our best friends. We put up with them. We go to dinners with them, with other people <laughs> when we're hating them and fighting them. And, like, people you love are people you love. And I think they'll work it out. But it's very interesting, especially that he was not invited to Jack Antonoff's wedding okay. Um, Okay, this next one is... It's an, This is the first time we've covered something that I feel like is adjacent to pop culture that has just broken in. Yes, yeah. It's do, you wanna, broken do you want to talk barrier, about Yeah, it? so...
1: Um, if you guys were following the World Cup, Spain won. Congratulations.
0: Did you ever think we'd be talking about sports on this podcast? I'm thrilled.
1: No, I never thought that I would be. I knew <laughs> I you would be talking about sports. <laughs> so I didn't think that I wouldn't know or like care about anything that's going on. But the reason why I know is because this crazy video was going all over Twitter and went totally viral. So Spain's regional soccer chiefs call for the president of the Spanish Football Federation, Luis Rubiales, to resign after he forced Possibly kissed their star player Jennifer Hermoso, and this video was going viral on Twitter.
0: I know, and I almost want to say go watch it, but it is uncomfortable. Have you it's watched it?
1: Of oh, course I have. Gosh. And and he he kisses her, but he is also very physical with all of the other players. Well, They're kind of like going down yeah. the line and giving him hugs because they just won. I was going to say, and not it's to exciting, say like but...
0: it's right to do it. I, I watch sports obviously, and I think soccer and European culture in general, like you know, yeah, like you usually hug and kiss on the cheek, especially after when win. Right, this right. this with Jennifer was not that just. To clear like if you watch it grabs
1: her head and like kisses her right on the (sighs) lips and it's just very very uncomfortable and obviously very it's literally sexual assault so Uh, i mean
0: it's not wanted she's come out and said i didn't want this
1: right so he has been suspended by fifa from all football related activities for an initial 90 day period while the disciplinary committee investigates yeah if i
0: can speak on this um fifa does not get involved like this. Like, let me tell you, this mm-hmm. means it's a real thing. Unlike like the MLB, which is, you know, major league baseball, it's American NFL. You know, these are like smaller um, kind of national mm-hmm. sports. FIFA is a giant association right. that has a giant board, like across the world. And they normally leave it up to their board because each team like has their own board and executives, like they need to figure it out. And if they violate any specific FIFA rules. FIFA, in, right. you know, interjects. So the fact that FIFA is coming forward and saying this mm-hmm. is wrong, pretty much, is actually huge for the soccer world or for the football world, I should say. Oh, right. Football, to be yeah, correct. But it it really is insane.
1: It is huge, and I'm glad that at least like he's on a suspension. I wish that he was just straight up fired. Why but... isn't he fired? I know he
0: won't step down.
1: I know. That's why, like, they're... Yeah, it's super frustrating. And obviously, like, the internet is in an uproar about this. Um, And there's tons of stories coming out about this. Like, his mom went on a hunger strike for the, quote, inhumane treatment, unquote, of her son. And then after the third day of her hunger strike was hospitalized, so...
0: (laughs) She was just released from the hospital last night, I read it. Oh, no way. (laughs) This is... Absurd.
1: It's just like
0: also what do I'm, you mean? I would hope that if I I would hope that my mom and Deb Clavio, if you're listening and I did something wrong, I would hope you would not take my side. Honestly, like <laughs> right. tell your son that he should not have done this and to right. it's face, so
1: clear what he did. It's face on video.
0: His, yes, face the consequence of his actions. It is not okay. Mm. Um but what's interesting is that Spain had raised concerns around the head coach of their team, not a, a different person not louis Ruby Alice, because during the training he would make them keep their hotel doors open like at night and when they were in there oh, fuck. creepy right so already like men having to you know women's sports in general poor mm-hmm. women's sports they can never catch a break they're always know, you know fuck. never the popular quote-unquote one and they are these women athletes are so talented and amazing and the fact of that like it makes me sad to think that spain just won the world cup this is one of the biggest feats of these people's careers
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they don't even care about that right now the whole team I know. just
1: they can't even celebrate no the
0: whole team wants a revolution and they refuse to play and they refuse to train until this man is fired and just to be clear though the olympics are coming up and they have to play right. in qualifiers and things and they will not do it and the fact that It took them achieving the greatest feat in women's, one of the greatest feats in women's sports just Mm. to have to continue to fight and call it that it's wrong. And for it not to be recognized by other people that it's wrong is upset. It's really sad. It's really sad. It's really caused a revolution for women's rights in Spain. I've read that, like, they're finally having a Me Too movement. that. Mm you know, obviously different cultures and different countries have
1: adapted
0: the movements at different times. And I think luckily this is finally coming to fruition, but it's sad that it takes this and this man just step down. Right. Just step down.
1: I think the only like good part, if there is a good part about the story is how like the women are standing in solidarity with each other. So
0: I so agree. Well put. It's very upsetting. He should step down, but good for the women for mm-hmm. sticking up for themselves. And we hope that you find the right solution yeah. um, and you don't deserve to be treated this way.
1: Period. So we'll keep an eye on this as more developments um, come out.
0: Some more disheartening news. Um, mm. The national, the national Enquirer just released an article about Celine Dion Celine has not been photographed in 600 days, which I know that sounds like, why do we care? But it's actually the longest recorded time since she's come onto the scene that there has not been a public photo video concert or some sort of media about her.
1: Which is crazy.
0: Yes. Um, she was diagnosed at the end of last year with stiff person um, disorder. Um, there's actually a clinical name for it, but I'm, I'm saying the slang name um, and pretty much it's, really put a cap on her performance her mobility her Mm -hmm. ability to perform at the level she's at so she's canceled all of her shows her tours and the sad part is this is not a common disease so they're trying a lot of different medications and her sister um told the national Enquirer that she's actually running out of medications to try to help her condition Mm -hmm. her back is now extremely hunched and she's actually having trouble leaving her house And that this will likely result in retirement. It like honestly makes me want to cry. I know. I mean, I love Celine. Talk about a few, few voices. Yeah.
1: One of the best of all time. I
0: mean, just one of the best. We'll talk about this more when things are official. So we don't have to dive into it now, but prayers up for Celine. Mm -hmm. She's given the world a, uh, immense foundation of how Mm -hmm. to do this at the right level and like to achieve amazing amazing greatness all while just focusing on the music and Mm -hmm. for real i hope that she can find help here it's really sad it's really sad
1: really sad
0: we love you, Celine. Okay. So, something that was trending on Twitter was that Cher wants to have a biopic made of her, and yes. she's actually started to produce it right at Be Hands On. So, people were saying, Who should play Cher? Oh my gosh. It was such like, a great feed. Yeah. I, My first thought and guess was, Dula Peep, Dula Peep.
1: Dulapipa. I think Dula Peep would be good. I mean, can she act? We're not Who knows? sure. She's got the like
0: hair. Do you she know what I The mean? hair. I
1: she has the, the vibe figure. for sure. She has the vibe. She, you know,
0: shout out to Dulapipa. Peep. She is really. There's a disco revolution happening, and I and don't want to credit her, but. She pretty much had a huge hand in doing this.
1: I know. I, I absolutely agree. And that's why I'm like, this is such a as, great choice.
0: And as did Cher. Cher was a exactly. different revolution.
1: So exactly. It, musically
0: and sonically, it all makes uh-huh. sense. I agree. Can she act? I don't know. She's obviously stunning. She's kind of weird, like right. Cher. I, that's a, my choice. You would love an unknown talent.
1: I do. I know. I would love to just like... For them to find a rare diamond in the rough.
0: I'm for this. Right? And have a strong supporting cast. Right.
1: And cultivate and create
0: a star. I mean, this would be like a star. Like I think of Angela Bassett playing Tina Turner. Like this could be a a star turning Oscar award winning rose. Because Cher's life also, people. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. This is going to be great whenever it comes out. I'm sure it's years in the making, but.
1: Exactly. Like I think if they find somebody um, unknown or fairly unknown. And then they like really stack the supporting cast. I think this could be a really good movie. I'm excited. I'm excited too. We'll keep you updated. Oh, we love your share. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible
0: impression. we love to see it. That's staying in. Please don't edit that out. (laughs) 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 Okay, let's talk about one of our favorite parts of the show, which is what we are consuming. Ali and I are going to let you know a little bit about what we've consumed in pop culture and music and TV and film in the past two weeks since we've been away and just let you know our experience. And if we think you should also watch it.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I saw I Wendy know. Moten live Ugh. at Birdland with our dear friend, shout out to Michael Mahady, Alexa Liebersfeld, Daniel Scott Walton. If you don't know who Wendy Moten is, y'all you're missing out. She was you a really huge. Are. Yeah. She was a huge voice of the nineties. She had a huge hit that David Foster produced that mm. soared to the top 10 on the charts. And then Sadly, you know, she was kind of a one-hit wonder. I mean, it was during a time with Whitney, Celine, actually, and, and Mariah. I mean, it's very mm. hard to compete with those three people right. known as the uh, Holy Trinity, uh, the vocal Trinity. Then Wendy Moten went on The Voice about two seasons ago yeah. and just demolished Eight. the competition. Ali and I, big fans of American Idol, we'll talk about it later in episodes in this podcast. Mm-hmm. I've probably watched every single season of singing reality competition shows under the sun. Honestly, yeah, you have. And I mean this. She is one of the best to ever be on it. Mm -hmm. That voice is amazing. But when you're in an intimate setting and you can really hear a voice like that.
1: And you're up close.
0: What she can do with her voice is, I mean, I was like, she really just killed it mm-hmm. she really pulverizes the music do you know what i mean yeah
1: she is a trumpet
0: she is literally it's it's just a machine she's a vocal mm-hmm. titan yes. she really is mm-hmm. it was a great night we love you Wendy moten go listen to her, some of her music um i'm also watching real housewives of new york i have covered this on the past two episodes and it has been edited out and i have just want to say that people i'm not just saying this are asking me why i'm, I'm not covering where sure they are i know that alia could care less about it and that's okay um but we've had multiple requests to cover this so let me just give you the the quick rundown roni as we like to call it is back
1: roni yes
0: it took some time off it was a very well established oh one of the og housewives mm-hmm Got tired, of course, took time off. They're back with a brand new cast starring Jenna Lyons. Jenna Lyons, if you don't know who she is, she was the creative director for J. Crew. And she actually brought, oh. I know, she brought J. Crew into the like cultural like, zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. She has fashioned Michelle Obama, very famous um, outfit for her, if you look it up. She has fashioned just some top women and men in the world. Mm-hmm. Jenna Lyons is by far the most famous housewife to ever be on this show. Like, whoa. She is an icon and i'm annoyed because people like the other housewives who i have no idea who these people are they're trying to relate to her and they're like mad when she's like unrelatable and i'm like i think you just need to realize that she is just she doesn't i don't think honestly want to be on this show i don't think she wants to relate to any of you people just like let her live Mm -hmm. she's on a totally different level um i don't know if she's gonna return next season but i don't know if they'll have a show if she doesn't i love watching Mm. jenna lyons she's fantastic Jessel is just awful, and the (laughs) apartment is not hers. I have an inside source that you you all know what I'm talking about. If you watch it, Ali is looking at me like I have foreheads, but that apartment is not hers, and. She is just one of, it's like watching a train wreck of a housewife. I've never seen something like this. She's going to get torn apart to shreds in the reunion Ooh. and it's horrible. And I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> um, and then Uba is like my favorite alien ever. If, if anyone knows her, please introduce me. I want to be this woman's friend. Talk about living on a different planet. I love the planet she's on. I got to go there. It's fabulous. I just me. love her. Yes. Um, so real housewives of New York. Uh, i'm watching and i'm glad most of you are too thanks for telling us you want it on the pod we appreciate (laughs) it something we have both consumed is this um, new movie called bottoms
1: bottoms out now it's really funny it's It's a high school um like how do you describe it okay yeah yeah it's like an old school like high school comedy like it's giving heather's it is giving Heathers. Um, it takes place I, uh, before social media because one of the Correct. characters is on like a flip
0: phone. So it's like... or a Walkman. Or um, not a, they have a CD player too. Yeah.
1: So it's like late 90s, early aughts. maybe. Yeah. Um, those types of vibes. Um, starring Io Edebiri and Rachel Senot. Senot? I don't know how yeah, to pronounce her last name. not but... Her, um but it's really funny. They're really like good duo together. You wrote io and Abiri will win an Oscar one day, and Shouldn't honestly, she yes, she will. She is so good. Like even like the monologues that she was giving, like she's fantastic. I could watch so her. Good. She's one of those people I
0: could just watch her like stand on the street and say a random random words, and I'd be for like, real? this is captivating. I would pay for her. They're also playing high schoolers, and they're yes. they're not of age to be high schoolers, and it's so convincing.
1: I know. And, like, the, even the supporting cast is really good. Like, the guy who plays, like, the football oh, he's asshole, he's, he's amazing.
0: Um,
1: the love interest is great. Kaya children, Gerber, great. Kaya Gerber. Who would have ever thought?
0: Honestly, giving a stellar performance. Yeah. It's fun. It's camp. It is it's so camp. camp. It's an hour and a half. It's gay.
1: It's gay. You've got bloopers during the credits. Cinema's We've, back. Cinema's back. Cinema's back. I was
0: at... Shout out to my friend Savannah. We went on Tuesday night after getting some pizza and drinks. We were at Tuesday night AMC, Lincoln Square. It's mm-hmm. famous, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the crowd was lit. Not an empty seat in the house. And Wild. I tell you, we were checking in in our favorite ticket checker. I, can't, yeah, I wish I could think guy. of their name. That you know the guy. guy. We love you. I, we, we'll get your name and shout you out we again. Gotta but get his name. He was like, this is a sold out showing you are in for a treat. I'm got to tell you. And we were like, I feel like he's just saying that. Then we got to the theater and we were like, oh my gosh, there's not an empty seat. It was lit. There was thunderous applause during different times. Everyone was laughing. People were chatting. People were just, yes. it was a great night at the theater on a Tuesday night. What I've ever
1: thought. And I'm glad people are going out to support this movie. Like what a it's, random film to go. It's it a yeah, random. yeah, but it's really fun. If you guys just want like a fun hour and a half. Totally Summer recommend. movie, go
0: see this. Alia, what are you what are you watching?
1: Well, <laughs> you know me and my Netflix dating reality shows. Baby, thank God for you cuz you're keeping them going. I really I really am. <laughs> well, yesterday Love is Blind After the Altar Dropped um, If you guys know Love is Blind Is Probably Netflix's Best dating reality show It's where oh, people Yes um, Date behind a wall They don't see each other And then they get engaged And An it's An awful concept It's It's insane <laughs> um, But After the Altar Is like After a year After the couples Who do get married um, So they check in On them After a year So this was for Season 4 Three of the couples Are married And then they check in on the people who ended up not getting married and usually there's like oh it's like somebody's birthday and we're all like planning um a party or like oh it's like the anniversary party or whatever this concept for this after the altar was like oh let's like have a flag football game and that's like why the whole cast gets together and reunites it's air and then they eventually like do go to a bar and like it's chelsea's birthday But the flag football thing is very weird.
0: What do you mean? They go play flag football? Yes. Like, that's
1: the whole thing. Like, there's always, like, one couple who's, like, the main married couple. Like, they're, like, the king and queen of the season, basically. So this season was Tiffany and Brett. And so, like, they're always the ones who, like, plan the, like, after the altar reunion type thing. So it's, like, Brett with like, a whiteboard and he's, like these are the positions and like who are we gonna put here and like it's just very weird it's just very bizarre and i just don't understand why this was like the impetus for the reunion like just just stick to the party concept Is it like still the though hosted
0: things, by vanessa and nick or are they not a part of
1: they this? they like are on the reunion and okay. they pop in like every once in a while during the season but on the after the altar they're, they're not, not like
0: they're not a part yeah. of
1: it Is truly just kind of checking in with everyone.
0: How long is this? I feel like the season ended like a
1: month ago. It's three, um, three episodes. Each episode is like less than 40 minutes long. Weird. So it's a quick watch. But Um, you're not
0: recommending
1: it. I mean, if If you, if you watch Love is Blind, you're going to want to watch this just to like check in and see how everyone's doing after a year. Um, But after um, the, when the episode ends, you get a little sneak peek for Love Is Blind season five, which is coming at the end of this month.
0: Okay, well, I have nothing to watch. I haven't watched. I didn't watch this past season of Love Is Blind. I was just like, no. You but didn't I really think I'll watch. Anything. Yeah, I think I'll watch this new one. Was yeah. the teaser good?
1: I mean, yeah, it just shows the like same, two right. Yeah, it just shows <laughs> like two people talking in the pods and like getting to know each other. And there's like coming soon, Love Is Blind season five. And I'm just like, great. I think it's coming in like a few weeks.
0: They're checking these out like hotcakes. Love they is blind.
1: really are. Um. So we'll see um, this new cast and what, I'm not sure which city it's in for oh, season yeah. five because okay. each season is in a different city. Um, so obviously I'm excited about that. I also binge watched the newest season of the ultimatum on Netflix. And if you guys don't know this show, it's probably it's way worse than Love is Blind. Like I would say Love is Blind is my favorite one. It's still terrible. But the ultimatum is like bottom of the barrel trash. It's these couples, these real life couples that come on. And one of the people in the couple is like, I want to get married. And my like boyfriend doesn't. So I'm giving him the ultimatum. If we don't walk out of this engaged, we're done. But
0: then they go date someone else, like live with them.
1: Yes. Right? So there's like five or six couples that go on and then they like pair up with somebody right. new like in between them. Again,
0: a recipe for disaster. Who's coming right. up with these plots?
1: And then they live together for a few weeks and then they get back with their original couple and then they live together for a few weeks and then they like decide if they want to get married. It's terrible well, and this what, season so what was what couples so are doing
0: are signing up for this show.
1: 25-year-old <laughs> couples. Yeah. And I'm just like Please be normal. Um, So this season was bad. I literally just had it on in the background oh no. while I was working. Um, recently, a few months ago, they released um, the ultimatum queer love, which I would highly recommend way more than either of the straight seasons. The queer one was way better and way more interesting. No surprise. Um, but if you just need something to throw on while you're working or doing laundry or whatever, I mean, it's background noise. It's truly just background noise.
0: So let us know if you watch it and what you think. (laughs) But also, thanks for joining us. Another episode in the bag, honey. I know. We're like all pros of this now. I know. Seven to go. I
1: know. Oh, my God. We forgot to say this at the beginning, but like subscribe and stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yes.
0: (laughs) What a great pitch, Alia. Yes. (laughs) If you are listening to the podcast and if you like it, even if you don't and you'll never listen again, we (laughs) need your five stars. We need you to push on that follow button like mm-hmm. um we don't have subscribers yet but like what happens is when you get enough likes and get enough listeners and then we can create a subscription and then that's how you oh. know we continue to gain followers so like give us the five stars mm-hmm. press the follow button
1: Tell your friends.
0: Tell your friends, please. You can follow. Share it
1: on Instagram. Yes, yeah,
0: share it on Instagram. You can follow both of us. I'm at Serge Clivio. Um, Alia is at Blacky Snacky. We really appreciate you listening. We are having are such real? a great time doing this. We are. You say?
1: And people are like giving us positive feedback. I know. I'm really happy it. we did this. I know. It is Just fun.
0: Episode three recap of how we feel, everyone. I know. Thank you for joining cool. us on your Labor Day. We hope you are able to have some sort of a restful day. Um, yes. We will be back in. Two Two weeks to discuss the Emmy Awards or what would have been. We're going to mm-hmm. have our own little MAs. Emmys. Emmys will talk about VMA highlights and probably so much more will go down. Right. Then. But Who we're knows? really excited. I'm Serge Clivio.
1: I'm Ollie Hodge.
0: That music that you hear behind us is a fun little original ditty by Mike Stapleton. Woo! And this is the Purple Podcast. Thank you so much for joining. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.